them think that it's reality. Our dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something is actually strange. Welcome in to QCO Podcast, everybody. Hopefully you are enjoying these, because <laughs> we've got <laughs> a bonus few more episodes. <laughs> but uh, you guessed it uh, by the beginning, in- by the intro, intro music. music. That means that we are at a dream episode. So this is number five, and this one's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> And for anyone who listened to Dream Number Four, you may remember that uh, I didn't have much of a voice. Well, I'm here to warn you that my voice is 90% of the way back, but every once in a while I will crack like a teenage boy. <laughs> That's exactly what you always do. So, yeah. So, 100% of the way back. That's right. But- <laughs> I dissed you because I called you a teenage boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could revisit my nice, again. Nice dis. Such a teenage boy. But yeah, so um I don't really have anything to discuss at this point. <laughs> kind of I'm kind of a little antsy and want to get get into this because it's been a while since we've read this one too. So um I just remember yeah, I bits have, and <laughs> I do not remember any of it. I remember bits and pieces, but I remember there's a few parts that I just really enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so, unless you guys have any other comments, we'll just no, get right just, into it. If you haven't heard one of these po- or one of these uh, type of episodes that we've done before, uh, basically Trav just reads a dream that I have had and uh, dictated onto a Word document, and then he just reads it, and then they analyze or. Uh, Look for <clears throat> flaws in my perfect writing. But. <laughs> yes, <laughs> his perfect dictation. <laughs> so, as you can see, this is another masterpiece that uh, he'll be reading here. Yep. So, here it is, Dream <laughs> Dream Short series. I know. I need to change that. I, it's not like it's Why? volume five. It's just like dream five. By now. I feel like guys. a volume it includes like must have more than one like item, like a volume of yeah. dreams. Like there yeah. must be. So like this is just one dream in the volume of oh. dreams is the way that I. I don't know. It does. It, it's, it's fine. It's not like it. <laughs> I'm just being a little picky, but honestly, you start one dream and I called it dream short series. And then I got to a second dream and I was like, well, it's gotta be volume two, I guess. And then for some reason I started doing them with Roman numerals. So I've continued (laughs) with the Roman numerals throughout. So volume (laughs) V. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. So dream short series, volume five dream puzzle. Or puzzling dream. Or, sorry, I read that wrong. Dream puzzle or puzzling dream? (laughs) (laughs) There is a question mark. Uh, This is for you, the listener, to decide. (laughs) Also, if this is your first time listening, you will realize that Danny is a whiz at coming up with titles for his dreams. So, I feel like this title is very. I feel like what you do is you just take your first paragraph and is like, "What is this about? <laughs> <laughs> what happens in the first paragraph?" Uh, much like my last one. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Case, case of the, the bad bana- batch of bananas, bananas. <laughs> and you talk about bananas in the first like paragraph or two, <laughs> and then there's no more bananas. <laughs> so, which, as I recall, with this dream. We talk about puzzles for a little bit, but not the whole time. (laughs) So here we go. I find myself standing in front of a wall full of games and puzzles at my local super target store. Now, remember that Danny's dreams, usually he's just zapped into a location. (laughs) So this is... 
And, and we always laugh because we wonder, like, he, he gets put in these situations and now he's got to figure out where he is. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I doing? Okay, I'm in front of some games. What is my purpose? <laughs> well, he's zapped into a location and also he has to figure out who he is as a person in this stream. Exactly. You know, what's his role? Well, if you think about it, whenever you have a dream, I mean, you don't just like, I mean, you just are in a spot. Like, yeah, I know. It's just funny. (laughs) It's like the quote in uh, our intro says from inception that, uh, what is the quote exactly? But you, 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 everything seems completely normal in a dream. Like, yeah, it all makes sense. And then it's once you wake up, you're like, oh, that was something was strange. Yeah, something was strange. That's why Danny never questions anything. He's <laughs> like, yeah, that seems normal. Oh, random chick in a pond. You want me to swim to the bottom? Okay. Sure. All right. Wait, that wasn't a poop I just pushed out. What? That was a letter. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) When was this? Go back to uh, which which dream was that? Volume three. Volume Volume three. three, The emotional envelopes. (laughs) All right. So I find myself standing in front of a wall full of games and puzzles at my local Super Target store. After standing there, staring up at the wall in a slight daze for a few seconds, I quickly come to my senses and remember I need to find a puzzle to take to London's school for puzzle time. London is his his daughter, daughter. just in case you didn't know who that was. (laughs) See, I volunteered to help London's class out with puzzle time this week. Are you, are you telling us to see like, see, (laughs) I think it's (laughs) or or are you bragging? I'm like, Like, see, (laughs) I actually volunteered. Like I'm a parent who volunteers. I think it's more like just, reaffirming with myself see i'm <laughs> that see oh yeah i did volunteer like I'm, it's all coming together right now like that's why i'm here i took it more like uh trying to the whoever's reading it trying to let them know why you're picking a puzzle It'll be like see i i volunteered before to, yeah you know exactly <laughs> after a few more moments of scanning the puzzle section i find one that looks simple enough for a kindergarten class to tackle without too much trouble and frustration. I snag the box, take it to the front of the store, and check out. Now that I have the puzzle in hand, I head over to London School for puzzle time. And I think I asked you this before. Does London School actually have puzzle time? <laughs> no. <laughs> so this is, this is just something your imagination conjured up. Like, you would... L- I think I would have loved liked for puzzle in puzzle time, time in Danny's in wildest dreams. His daughter has puzzle time, and he gets to go and actually put puzzles together. It's, I, I think he felt like he got screwed over as a child in kindergarten because he's just like, no puzzle time. What is this? And just for thirty something years, he's been like, they should have a puzzle time. They should. Alan, you might not remember this, but do you remember how obsessed I was with? Puzzles. <laughs> like jigsaw puzzles? <laughs> like 3D puzzles. The 3D, yeah, yeah, the, the 3D, 3D puzzles. puzzles. Like they were all over my room. <laughs> I had no space. Like I actually bought shelving units to place my puzzles. Because <laughs> <laughs> did you I, have like a Statue of Liberty? No, not a Statue was of Liberty. Like, I had like the a building. Oh yeah, there's like the Arc de Triomphe, and it was a bunch of other. It was like some cathedrals and stuff, and there was the Empire State Building, and I don't know. There was. Did you ever do like a Millennium Falcon? No, they were way expensive. So, but I do remember you having that obsession. I know it was weird. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I still think I would do one, but are they made out of like foam? Yeah, they have like foam backing. So that like they can, yeah. You like can stack them. Mm-hmm. Do you like, once you completed one, did you like glue it? So it no, it stays? just stays. It just uh, yeah. oh, it does. Unless, huh. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Unless you <laughs> smash into the <laughs> Empire State it. Building like your King Kong. <laughs> yep. But anyway, as I approached London's classroom, I realized that I had arrived during nap time. So all of the kids in school are sleeping. 
I see London's teacher and gesture to her that I'm here for puzzle time and have a puzzle for the class to work on. She quietly... <laughs> what was your... I just imagine your gesture, just like, you know, like the little window on the school classroom doors. Yeah. It's like a little vertical window. You just like looking in there and then holding the puzzle box up and just motioning to it like, hey, puzzle. It was kind of close, except for the door was just open. I didn't yeah. have to. I, I'm here for the puzzle. <laughs> puzzle time. I brought a puzzle. <laughs> I see London's teacher and gestured her that I'm here for puzzle time and have a puzzle for the class to work on. She quietly leaves the classroom and meets me in the hall. Thank you so much for coming, she says. Why don't you go ahead and set up the puzzle out here while they finish their naps? And I must say, I'm so proud of you for coming to help. (laughs) (laughs) That's Danny's little pat on the back to himself. He's like, I know. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Anytime. I mean, who doesn't like to be praised, you know? (laughs) He just makes sure he gets a little heaping helping of it in his dreams. (laughs) For example, earlier today, I'm at work, and this is in real life, and we have this... Alarm clock though goes off because we have to check our mobile check deposits at a certain time and we have to push them through so that we can get them in that day's business. So that's something that like the alarm will go off and we have this little, literally a sheet of paper, like a sheet of paper that you get hand to somebody to make sure they check it. So I get it today and I go and I'm, as I'm putting it back in its folder, it's hard to explain, I realize in (laughs) audio, but. All, all you do is just slide it back into like a folder thing that's on the wall and you just put it in. But right when I did that, somebody, one of my coworkers is like, oh, very good job. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, thank you. But turns out they weren't talking to me. They were talking to somebody else that was doing something more difficult. I was like, oh, I, th- I thought you were telling me I did a really good job. Putting I did a that really in the good job putting it back in the folder. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm just going to just act like that compliments for me because it made me feel good. It's like the episode of The Office. Um, It's in the last season, so it's one of the sucky ones. But um, where those two new guys, um, like those younger dudes, (laughs) they find that Andy really reacts well to high praise. And so anytime he does something, even the, the smallest minute little thing, they they applaud him, <laughs> and uh, so it just shows it's it's this collage of of them <laughs> just seeing him do like little things like he throws a little piece of paper at a trash can and they like oh <laughs> but then like they're standing behind him at the copier and he makes a copy and they they applaud him <laughs> so that's what I picture so anyway. <clears throat> I'm so proud of you for coming to help. We've never had a dad volunteer before, just moms. I feel really good in, oh, I feel really good inside for being so helpful and immediately sit down on the floor and begin opening the puzzle. Once I open the new puzzle box, I realize that this isn't any ordinary puzzle, but instead seems to be like 25 puzzles in one. Depending on the way you flip and turn the pieces, it can be anything from a super simple three-piece puzzle up to a very complicated 10,000-piece puzzle. (laughs) That's a good deal. That I quickly figured out expands to the size of a room. I know this because as I fumbled with the puzzle trying to figure out how to get it to the appropriate kindergarten setting, it's like an electronic (laughs) kindergarten setting. I mistakenly got it to its full size and accidentally flopped part of the puzzle on top of one of the sleeping kids in London's classroom, (laughs) almost waking them up. (laughs) London's teacher looked at me with a glare, communicating something along the lines of, What are you doing? I sheepishly pulled the puzzle back into the hall. Weird puzzle, I thought. (laughs) Uh, What do you mean sheepishly? You know, like I, he, I went from being praised I know. to kind of being chastised, <laughs> chastised and I didn't like it. So then I had to like, but the puzzle's like, 
kind of like a giant blanket puzzle at this point because they're just expanding <laughs> to the size of a room. So now I don't know what to do other than just to kind of like tug on it and just kind of slowly pull it back towards me so that I can hopefully get it to the kindergarten. Is this thing. like some future nano technology <laughs> where you <laughs> like, like, you know, know, like, uh, doesn't, um, what is it? Iron Man. Yeah. Like his suit like eventually evolves to where it's like nanotechnology and it looks like it just comes out of nothing. All I know is even in my dream is is beyond what I could understand. Because I didn't I thought it was a regular puzzle I purchased at Target. Not this weird, crazy the, super nano. The teacher's puzzle. like, there's a reason none of the fathers come and volunteer. <laughs> Because this is the kind of crap that happens. <laughs> they get a 10,000 piece puzzle <laughs> for that kindergarten goes class. all over the room and all over the kids while they're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Weird puzzle, I thought. It seems to defy physics and on so many levels. Not only that, but how am I going to be able to help the kids figure out how to put, to, to, or put it together during puzzle time? It wasn't much longer when the kids woke up from their naps. I can't even do it. How are they going to do it? (laughs) These are things you worry about. Hey, everyone. London's dad is here to help us with puzzle time. Why don't we all go outside and work on the puzzle out there since it's such a nice day, exclaimed the teacher, because that's where we do puzzles. (laughs) Out on the playground. <laughs> well, we quickly find out that that was not such a good idea. But <laughs> so all the students and I had I've never s- come across somebody with a puzzle and they open it and then they're like, "Oh man, it's snowing outside." <laughs> you know, you know what's a lot better to do puzzles outside. <laughs> Helps so, you think. Get so the fresh all air. of the students and I head outside to work on the puzzle. I suddenly find myself working on the puzzle on top of a well that has been covered up with boards, making a sort of makeshift table that the kids and I can stand around and work on the puzzle. Wait, a well? Yes. So, so like the classic, just like cylinder. Yes, like a stone stones. well with boards over it, so <laughs> presumably no kids fall so in. So can't fall down the well. They make surprisingly, or, if you get a well with covered with boards, it makes surprisingly good, like, standing table. table. Like, you can stand around. Good, <laughs> good height. If a, if a well's boarded up, it's for one of two reasons. So Timmy can't fall down the well, or so the ring girl can't come out. Exactly. I hate the ring girl. Either way, it's boarded up for a good reason. <laughs> Don't mess with it. But you can do puzzles on it. <laughs> the ring girl's just in there, like... What the? This is puzzles. <laughs> I think that's a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> and then Jigsaw comes out. Oh, would you like to play a game? I want to play a game. It's like they beat you to it. They're already doing a jigsaw puzzle on top of the well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just going to let you go as long as possible. I was going to go further, but then <laughs> I thought I would check myself before I wreck myself. After a few minutes, it became apparent that one, the kids were losing interest, much as we are in the puzzle right now, in in the puzzle, and two, that we were missing quite a few puzzle pieces. I began to look around at what was causing the kids to be so distracted and found that we were not at London school anymore. We had somehow ended up on a field trip to a small mountain village somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the kids were being distracted because they were finding shiny crystal looking rocks strewn about on the ground. <laughs> I <laughs> became a very magical scene very quickly. <laughs> He's like, all I can say at one moment I was, uh, <laughs> I could just like, if somehow you had to describe this in like the court of law, <laughs> you know, you're like, and what happened next? Well, at one moment I was, putting together a 10,000 piece puzzle (laughs) out on a well. Noticing (laughs) that it was clearly missing some pieces. (laughs) When all of a sudden I was in the mountains in a little mountaintop village with all the other kids looking for crystals. (laughs) (laughs) 
That makes complete and total sense. Did somebody chloroform you guys? <laughs> Sir, were there any drugs involved? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. I scanned the village around me and came to the conclusion that this town's main attraction was the various crystals lying around everywhere as all of the shops, etc., seemed to be displaying these rocks and had business names somehow related to crystals or rocks or rubies or geodes, (laughs) (laughs) etc. At at this point, I knew that the Was it the uh, hard rock gift shop hard rock the crystal cafe (laughs) at this point i knew that puzzle time was a lost cause (laughs) it's like all right we're we're not getting this puzzle done obviously (laughs) the kids are running around in the different shops all excited oh look at that crystal look at that danny's like kids kids come on kids Ah. I don't think we're going to do this puzzle. <laughs> well, that's what I volunteered for. So now I got so now, but now adjustments on the fly. He's volunteered for something else. <laughs> now I'm a chaperone on a field trip. He knew that puzzle time was a lost cause and volunteered to take a group of kids through some of the gift shops lining the main road in the village. Although all of the shops and restaurants were really just people's houses turned into businesses, (laughs) the kids were ecstatic as we decided to start on one end of the town and move our way to the other end, visiting each shop along the way. About halfway through our gift shop experience, I am stopped by the local authorities and told that my mother has come into town and is staying in a public building at the center of town. My mom's here? I replied, shocked. I would be shocked Wouldn't too. You be shocked? You just Wait, yes. in a mountain village in, where did, where did you hear about your mom coming in? He was in one of the one of the shops and the local authorities okay, <laughs> they sought him out. You just see your mom coming into town. He's like, oh, we got to go find her son. <laughs> where, but where would he be in this mountaintop village? He's probably in one of the gift shops looking at all the different crystals and geodes and <laughs> rubies. rubies. <laughs> this yeah. is what, this is the, what the police do in this town is notify when, Notif- when family members are coming to town also. <laughs> well, when valuable crystals and rubies and geodes are just sitting everywhere, like, Theft is not a big deal. People are well. <laughs> That's off. another thing. What are with these shops that are selling these exact same crystals and rubies and geodes that are all over the ground? <laughs> I know. You could just pick up for free. It's like, look, you could buy this ruby or for ten dollars. <laughs> or you could go pick one up off the ground. <laughs> Either way is fine. My business model is to uh, step out of my front door. I bend over. I pick up some crystals, rubies, and geodes. I place a price tag on them, put them in my shop, and that's it. Basically, I am am the middleman that marks everything up. This is the business model of a child. Because... (laughs) Speaking of which... Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, it's just like with your kids and you just find rocks on the ground and then you use like some type of nail polish and you paint it and then you try and sell it. <laughs> yeah, because didn't, didn't everybody like this was a pretty standard thing, right? It wasn't just me. It had rock collections growing up, right? Did you have a rock, rock collection? I think I had a few, but not like an extensive rock collection. As, oh. as I've gotten older and gone through life, I realized that us having the rock collections we did was not as normal. As <laughs> really? I thought that was just everybody. Like, it was- I mean, like I had a few rocks. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool rock, but I did not have a collection. <laughs> I don't think I had enough to... People to- didn't have like full boxes that they had written rock, like... Alan's rock collection <laughs> like we did. And you always we always put our rock collections in a flimsy shoe box, which was not the wasn't the most robust of containers to carry heavy rocks. They were so in they smaller just, boxes, but then 
eventually when we had so many, we each got, a, I don't know, I didn't even realize it until later in life, but we each got an apple box. So like the oh apparently the type of boxes that they put apples in and then deliver to the grocery store and then the grocery store opens them and then puts them out for people to buy. But they're like these pretty nice heavy duty boxes that like the lid like slides all the way up over mm. the box. Does that make sense? So yeah. there's like a box within a box. I know. <laughs> this is exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> but then we each had one and one said Danny's rock collection, one said Steven's rock collection, one said Alan's All rock I have collection. to say is your dad was a genius because <laughs> he was like, I need these kids out of my face. How am I going to do that? I'm going to give them these boxes and tell them to go find a rock collection. <laughs> they were out there for hours. It was amazing. <laughs> but... I was going to say, I know where the turning your own home into your place of business comes from. It was from when we opened our little basketball card shop as kids, and we operated it out of our front window <laughs> to the neighboring kids. Well, see, when you run a business, you, you got to think about like what's convenient for the customer. And it was more convenient, I think, for them just to walk up to our window <laughs> than to walk than to come to the door. But what was funny is they had to actually walk past yes, your door to get to the window. <laughs> <laughs> if you were coming from apartment D, you would have had to gone farther. To well, those were the only kids other than the one McGleston kid. What was his name? Bryce. Bryce. Bryce, Paul, and Lindsay. Yeah, but I know Paul and Lindsay weren't getting basketball cards, <laughs> so... You'd be. They were both in love with Danny, and they would do anything he wanted. <laughs> I guess I'm what saying is your your the, your target market. Your target market was literally about three. The kids. two children that live next door to you, <laughs> because you guys lived in this in this do or well, it was this fourplex that was hidden from the world. Yeah. Nobody knows. It had the longest driveway. <laughs> yeah, it was like the longest driveway. In fact, the driveway was so long that where the fourplex was located was actually behind another house <laughs> yeah. that is on the street. So you go down this driveway all the way past this house, and then, and then you back and then tuck it. back behind that. Yeah. I can just imagine how excited you guys were when two gullible children moved in next door <laughs> and Danny's like finally all of his businesses his his card shop his video rental store <laughs> that only which had- by the way was just he discovered that you can record TV on VHS tapes and so he just sat there with like the TV guide and marked every movie he <laughs> wanted to record, which was even movies that we just didn't even. But know the problem or care about. was, and then he would record them. The problem was, is that the tapes that you guys had were not long enough to to hold a full length feature <laughs> film, and so you just so got. Close. Yeah, it you're was, mistaken there. The buddy. point was. On a nor on a VHS, you had three different recording settings you could do. Mm-hmm. Basically, a high quality, a medium quality, and a low quality level. Well, I wanted to maximize the number of movies I could fit on a tape. <laughs> just did so the low I, quality. So I did the low quality. So I had six hours. It was like you could have two hours, four hours, or six hours. So I got six hours. But the <laughs> movies you always wanted to watch were the third movie. On the tape, <laughs> so we're just kidding. I still have every no, movie. Every movie. He doesn't know how they end. I still have no clue how Outbreak ends. <laughs> but anyway, all right, we should probably move on with this. So, my mom's here. I replied, shocked. Yes, and she is causing some major disturbances. We're going to need you to go take care of it. As it is your mom. (laughs) Fine, I sigh. I get another volunteer to watch the kids while I go deal with this situation. I find the building that the authorities told me she was staying in and enter. Once I walk in, the, the building looks kind of like the inside of an old train station that no one uses anymore. 
I can see all of my mom's stuff all over the place inside the station. So she's, she's been there just like two minutes and she's already made herself at home. Just like throwing all of her clothes around. So like, Wait, it was like everything was strewn about and just like her clothes were hanging over like banisters and just like random areas she's like benches. This is my banister called it. My clothes are on there. When you say train station, do you mean like a, subway platform or something or what do you mean no like an old-fashioned like wooden train station above ground that you would have like gone to in the 1800s in like a small city but it was like small it was like the size of like a a little house or something (laughs) perfect for living (laughs) so some stuff was hanging on random things others on the floor her suitcase is wide open with her belongings spilling out my best guess is that she has been here for a while in order to get this settled in. <laughs> I find my mom and ask her what is going on. She said she missed London and therefore came to town. Mom, why are the cops telling me that you are disturbing the peace? Ask him, my mom says as she points toward the other side of the station. <laughs> Things escalated quickly. I turn around to find a small dwarf sized man (laughs) standing in there, very standing there, very angry. So, if you recall from the last dream he had, there was also a small dwarf sized man. (laughs) What is your obsession with dwarf sized men? I think they just like to be in dreams. You act as if like they've chosen. (laughs) There's like one specific dwarf sized man that is just jumping into your dreams. (laughs) He wants to be a part of them so bad. Uh, It's like, man, back on the clock again. (laughs) Sleeping again, I guess. (laughs) Gotta go. So I turn around to find a small dwarf sized man standing there very angry. He starts yelling profanities and threatening my mom, telling her she better get out because he claimed this public building before she got here. So was this in your mind? Were you imagining Peter Dinklage? Is that his name? (laughs) Peter Dinklage? Yeah. Is that the only dwarf sized man you can think of? (laughs) (laughs) Who's Peter Dinklage? The the jackass guy died, didn't he? Is that Peter Dinklage? Yeah. From Lord of the, or not Lord of the Rings, from, um, He's not dead. Thrones. He's not dead. The jackass guy. No, that's we. They're not even the we same man. person. Oh, we okay. man is from jackass. I that <laughs> I don't know if that's racist or what, but that's just like me looking at you guys and saying, I don't know. You look the same. All like all you, alike. all you guys look alike. Just because they're. I don't think it's racist, but it's sizes. It's yeah. It's oh, something is for sure. <laughs> My bad. You've got to take a hard look at your life. (laughs) Uh, So I was just trying to think of the most famous one. Okay. Probably the game. Vern Troyer. Warwick Davis. (laughs) Either of those. Vern Troyer. That's the, that's the Austin Powers one. Yeah. Why do you know so many dwarves? I don't know. I'm not dreaming about it. No, (laughs) But can we can we use the one that was like Willow? Yeah, Warwick Davis. Oh, Oh, that's him. (laughs) Warwick Davis is also um, so he's Willow, but he's also the Leprechaun. Um, He's also in Harry Potter. He's one of the uh, he's various things. He's one of the wizard teachers. He's also one of the goblins in the bank, Uh, like uh, one of the CGI type characters. No. Like where he would just act it out. No, and then, um, no, they actually put, or maybe I don't know. I think they put makeup on him and stuff. But yeah, I think there was actual. Like oh. the bankers were. Yep. All I was trying to say was that right now, wouldn't you agree, Peter Dinklage is the most well known and yes, famous. If that's the one that's in right. Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, know, Game of Thrones. Or, yeah, Game of Thrones. I mean, I would agree. Yeah, because he's also in Elf. He is an elf. Oh really? Not he is. Oh yeah, an elf. He, okay. he is he's, in elf. Yeah, he's like one. He's the author that writes children's books. Oh yeah, beats yeah, yeah. up Will Ferrell's character. 
and he's the giant dwarf in Infinity War. <laughs> this is now the second episode where you have mentioned him <laughs> as a giant dwarf. Well, this that is the second that dream that Danny has had with a dwarf. All right. Hey, all right. We've you talked. can dream it. I can say it. We've talked about this for so long. <laughs> we just keep getting off on these long tangents on this one. We need to move so, on because our conversation is dwarfing the dream. That I Therefore, is it that was, the right way to use that word? <laughs> Dwarfing? Yeah. Oh, I guess so. Okay, so you're making the dream look small compared to. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, wouldn't that? Never mind. All right. <laughs> so getting back to things, there's some anger issues going on here. So the dwarf wants my mom. I out. turn around to find a. I, I'm going to have to go back. I turn around to find a small dwarf sized man standing there very angry. He starts yelling profanities and threatening my mom, telling her she better get out because he claimed this public building before she got here. Therefore, it was his to live in, not hers. It's apparent that the man has taken things too far. <laughs> that was too far, sir, <laughs> to <laughs> proclaim that this is your space. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I was here first. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> too man. far. That is too far. Too far. <laughs> I should have written that. There are lines you can cross and lines you can't. <laughs> this is one of those lines. And there are billions of lines you cannot cross. <laughs> <laughs> it's apparent that the man has taken things too far, so I walk over to him and tell him that if he does not shut up and be quiet for a few minutes while I help my mom pack everything up that I will be forced to break his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys were getting mad at me for for my my not distinguishing between <laughs> certain small actors. <laughs> but this is, and he's going to break his fingers? This is nothing to do with... I don't want to break his fingers because he's a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> I want to break his fingers because he's been a little twerp. Okay. Wait, is twerp an okay word to say? Sure. Okay. Well, I, just, yeah. I didn't know if it was like a bad word or not. I think so. it's like, I don't even think it's a word generally known to the, is it public? I think it's one that dad, our dad used That's a like lot. if somebody just, like, just went up to you and just be like, you silly goose. <laughs> <laughs> it's about as bad of a word that is. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I will be forced to break his fingers. This just makes the man more irate and he begins screaming even louder. On second thought, I say, I will call the police and have you arrested. He just scoffs at my threats, telling me to go ahead. <laughs> that the cops <laughs> What are you going to have him arrested for? He's done nothing. Squatting. I think you're taking you're taking the uh, anger and feelings you have towards your mom out on this guy, who's done absolutely nothing. He was there first. He stated that, and then you blew up at him. No, he was being he was being obnoxious and yelling and rude. <laughs> He's disturbing the peace. All right. But that's actually your mom. So <laughs> the cops won't do anything to him. I am then forced. To play my last card. <laughs> You're already <laughs> your last card. You went through those pretty quick. It's, I will break your fingers. No, no. I will call the cops. <laughs> cops won't do anything. Ah! This is my last card. <laughs> okay. I didn't expect him to get this far. <laughs> if you do not stop this tirade... I will. <laughs> okay. Hold on, guys. This is his last card. Okay. If you do not stop this tirade, I will call Disneyland. And they have a park not too far from here. <laughs> And I will have them send over the, the Disney cops. <laughs> it, was, it was the most threatening thing I could think of. You don't want to mess with those cops. The, Dis <laughs> the Disney cops are the best cops in the world. <laughs> 
<laughs> the best cops in the world, and they will never let him get away with the way he's been acting. <laughs> <laughs> See how I was forced to play that. I didn't want to have to do it. It's <laughs> my final it's card. Final card. <laughs> you have to escalate this to the top of the chain, as if that's like a card that anyone ever has. <laughs> I have it on good knowledge (laughs) that I know that there is a Disneyland not too far from this mountaintop village. And I will call those Disneyland cops because they are the best in the world. And And they will stop you. Best of the best of the best, sir. This apparently seemed to scare him (laughs) as he immediately stopped yelling and went over to his corner of the station. Oh, no. No. Not the Disney cops. Please, sir. Disney cops. He went over to the corner of the station, sat down, and covered his head. (laughs) Like in shame or something? Or just like in fear, just like, oh, no, what am I going to do? He's going to call the Disney cops. I played my final card (laughs) and it trumped. This gave my mom and I time to get her stuff packed up and leave the station. Once we left the station, I tell my mom that I need her to get back to my volunteer or that I need to get back to my volunteer duties with London's class. I run up the street to rejoin them just as they were walking into the last shop slash house at the edge of town. As we enter this last shop, we are greeted by a nice old lady who starts giving us a tour of her home. She tells me that because we are on a school field trip that she will not charge us for the tour. Thank you for not charging us to tour your little shack. (laughs) Lady house (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the tour. We walked into what looks like her living room area. She tells us that this room is called the Antarctica room as it's decorated in the Christmas style with Christmas lights and faint snow everywhere. And of course, some of her prize crystals that she has found over her lifetime. And because Christmas is Antarctica <laughs> and Antarctica <laughs> is Christmas. <laughs> Why can't it be called a Christmas yeah. room? You know, Santa lives on the North Pole, not the South Pole. Uh, yeah, I you would think. <laughs> but I was a little, I was probably still perturbed by the happenings with the dwarf <laughs> and my mom. And I was not thinking straight. I should have called her out on that. But. <laughs> In fact, if there's one place Santa probably has visited the least, it would be the, it, it would be Antarctica. Ant- Arctica. Is that how you say it? Antarctica. Antarctica. How do you know? Maybe he because, has a summer home there. Because. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to stop you guys. The only people that are there are scientists working on, like, science. Nope. <laughs> you don't want don't to talk say about so, I don't want to talk about science. <laughs> so, okay. Suddenly, to my horror, one of the students sees a gift-looking bag sitting on a circular-shaped ottoman, reaches into the bag and pulls out a gingerbread cookie. The little girl looks at me, looks at the host, and takes a bite. The old woman who owns the house screams, No! (laughs) And begins to cry. I hurry and take what remains of the cookie away from the little girl and take it to the woman. I'm... So sorry about that. I'd, I'd be happy to replace the cookie for you. <laughs> no, it's irreplaceable. She sobs. That is a hundred year old cookie. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the? At that moment, I have two thoughts running through my head. One, why is there a hundred year old gingerbread cookie sitting in a bag in the middle of the room, and two, is the little girl going to be okay? <laughs> I mean, a hundred-year-old cookie can be n- not be good for the stomach. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> you make it sound like <laughs> I write horribly. <laughs> I wrote, I mean, a hundred year old cookie can't be good for the stomach. Not, I meant co- co- <laughs> yo, cookie I feel, I, good for the stomach. I feel like we could all agree that that's how you would sound. <laughs> so um, I am the reader. So yeah. you will just oh, have okay. to <laughs> just go with it. Um, I'll pay you for the cookie. How much do you want? Well, my standard rate for the group tours is $75. So I'll take 75. <laughs> <laughs> I try to hand her $75 in cash and she tells me that we have to pay the money directly to the mayor first and that he will get her portion to her later. I turn around and see that London's uncle JD has come to help with the field trip as well. <laughs> Just shows up. Hey guys. <laughs> Here for the, you know, field trip, field trip in the mountains. <laughs> Do they just like <laughs> magically like just, yeah, people just magically boom, appear. just like, <laughs> <boom>. <laughs> like, uh, I just watched, um, what is that movie? The fantastic beasts. I watched the newer one, which yes. uh, the I haven't, I haven't like, seen that yet. Whatever. Yes, we know you haven't seen any movie <laughs> yeah, since 10 years ago. So no, I watched the bird box. Yes, but <laughs> You didn't watch it in its prime. <laughs> you didn't watch it when everybody else was yeah. watching it. Yeah. It's like, guys, have you have you guys seen a show called Full House? It's hilarious. I, there is a new Full House. Yeah, it's no, Fuller it's Fuller. House. Did I say Fuller? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I've, I have this thing with movies where I watch some movies, most movies that have another like sequel coming out after it. I don't realize that it's going to be a to-be-continued like with Infinity War, and then it gets to the end. I'm like, what? I don't get it. What? What's going on? And then I'm like, oh, it's not over. And that happened with the second installment of Fantastic Beasts to me. It ends in a way that you're like, what? Never mind. But what was the purpose of that? <laughs> I know you had a purpose. What was my purpose? No. Oh, yeah. So I was just going to say, like, are people just like, using their wand and then bursting into uh, existence where you are. That was it. <laughs> that was this question. It's a long way to get there. No, Danny, Danny just yeah. should have asked JD. So how did you get here? I put a puzzle together <laughs> and then I was here. So, all right. Did you uh, find some puzzle pieces that are missing? So I turn around and see that London's uncle JD has come to help with the field trip as well. I ask him to go to the mayor's office and take care of the $75 fee. <laughs> he agrees and leaves. <laughs> JD, you're so stupid. You just paid the fee for Danny. <laughs> Frustrated, I ask the class, whose daughter is this? I'll need to let them know. About the cookie incident. (laughs) (laughs) Danny's very short in this stream. It's just like, guys, this this is not the time. It comes back. It comes back to the whole point of like, like as Trav said, I'm at the mercy of the narrator at this point because I wrote it as in, whose daughter is this? I need to know. So I can let them know about the cookie incident, but as Travis, I feel like he would be upset. be upset about this. Well, after you just threatened to call the Disney cops on the, how dwarf, could you not be angry you right are, now? Yeah. You just watched her take a bite out of a hundred year old cookie that has cost you $75. Yeah, that's true. But I'd be pissed. I'm also worried about her stomach, <laughs> <laughs> but guess fear often manifests as anger for a lot of people. So, so you know. psychology 101 mm. the kids reply that the girl belongs to my mom <laughs> so apparently she's my sister <laughs> 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 that said or <laughs> that she had adopted her not long ago <laughs> <laughs> more recent enough that you didn't know about it now see well now i'm pissed yeah, now i'm pissed because i'm out 75 bucks and my mom never told me she adopted a kid a few minutes later i walk out <laughs> of the woman's shop slash house and head back toward my car 
just as I approach where my car is parked, because <laughs> somehow his car is up on the mountain, <laughs> I see that the mayor is getting into my green 1986 Honda Accord and pulling away. <laughs> I look up at JD and ask him why the mayor is taking my car. He tells me that the cookie negotiations went south. <laughs> 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 and that the cost for the cookie was now my car. <laughs> I then jump onto the hood of the car and demand he get out. If you're going to take my car, why don't you take my mom's car? As it was her daughter that ate the cookie. <laughs> I yell. I tell him that she owns a red 1985 Honda. <laughs> so it's red and a year older. <laughs> oh, yeah. That he could take. <laughs> he just ignores me and drives my Honda all the way back to his garage with me sitting on the hood the whole time. <laughs> Once we are in his garage. <laughs> just, wait, were you just sitting on it, just like chilling? Or was he like swerving, trying to get you off? Like, get off! No, he just drove and I just <laughs> sat kind of like... I don't know if it's proper. It's like when we get back to where you're going, we're going to have a talk. But until then, it's like Indian huh. style kind of. <laughs> no, as we will find out in this next paragraph, I'm pretty sure there was no urgency whatsoever <laughs> in the mayor. <laughs> so once we are in his garage, the mayor gets out of the car and exclaims that he is tired now. He lays down on the garage floor and quickly falls asleep. <laughs> I see this as my opportunity to get my car back. So I empty all of the contents within the car that I don't want anymore. <laughs> and I pile them on top of the sleeping mayor. Payback's a bitch. <laughs> this, should be, this should be payment enough for the cookie, I think. <laughs> I then get into my car and start driving home. Then I wake up. <laughs> it's just ah, he fell asleep like, in a matter of three seconds. This is my opportunity to take my car and leave. But first, I shall do a little spring cleaning. <laughs> and I don't want to wake him up, but. What better place to put all this stuff but right on top of him? Well, I just want him to know that it's for him when he wakes up. You just see, he's like, he drives his car into the garage. He's like, well, I'm tired now. Stealing your car took a lot out of me. Uh, I'm just going to sleep now right here on the garage floor. <laughs> Feel free to let yourself out. <laughs> so, oh man. Well, like always, uh, we like to end this by, uh, well, I'm not going to say like always because originally we were just kind of giving our own little take, but uh, since the mo most recent dream that we did, uh, we kind of looked up some of the meanings of some of these things uh, in his dream. And so we'll go about and kind of read those right now. Uh, we'll kind of, I know we've kind of gone a little long on this one <laughs> with our randomness. Um, but so we'll kind of buzz through this. So obviously he talks about puzzles in his dream. So this typically represents a mental challenge or problem that you need to solve in your waking life. Uh, if there are pieces missing in the puzzle, which there were, then it suggests that you do not have all the facts needed to make an informed decision. So, which feels feels about right. I feel like that's like in anybody's life, though. <laughs> I just feel like there's Especially just decisions you that you just have to end make. Up in a village that you were unaware that you were going to be going to that day. <laughs> uh, the mountain. So volun volunteer work. Uh, quickly, just so you like, this is just stuff that I found on DreamMoods.com. So. If anyone ever wanted to go to that website and check it out, I want to give them credit. But yeah, this is basically similar to a dream book that you could just buy at the store or something like that to mm. look up meanings. All right. So volunteer work uh, indicates that you need to take more initiative and get involved with the way 
your life is going. <laughs> Why can't it just say like, oh, you desire to do volunteer work. You desire to do good. No, they have to spin it in a negative way and just say, uh, volunteer work usually indicates that you need to take more initiative and get involved because your life is not going how it should. <laughs> but how could it? Because I don't have all the pieces, apparently. <laughs> yeah. How do you know? <laughs> um, praise. You did get a little praise, so indicates <laughs> indicates pride and self-love <laughs> also indicates you are seeking encouragement and self-motivation <laughs> so you're just you're seeking praise praise when you get praise in your dream it means you're seeking it uh well oh like a well yeah uh represents your hidden abilities and talents that have not yet come to the surface or not yet recognized <laughs> i like that they have like I'm some talented. of these things in here when you when you dream about a mountain village, that represents restriction. <laughs> you need to follow the rules. Why? What does that mean? <laughs> Maybe because it's like isolated <laughs> in a mountain, I guess. I don't know. But who thought of that? Like who's how many times has somebody dreamt about a mountain village <laughs> enough that they're like, yeah, I really think we need to figure out a meaning for this. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't run a dream website <laughs> um crystal uh signifies wholeness purity healing development and unity okay so you have that going See, for you there's some positives when you dream about a train station uh it represents a transitional period in your life you need to take a short break to reassess your situation and determine your path and goals i also feel like that could be the same for a bus station or uh, airport yeah. or any type of station where you are leaving no, and just specifically train stations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cause I don't think you did this last time. So I'm glad you put this in here. When you dream about a dwarf, it suggests that you are well-grounded and connected to nature <laughs> or an aspect of yourself is not fully developed. <laughs> 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 or has been fully repressed a feeling of being inferior significant you're not the dwarf but they're basically saying that because you've you dreamt, dreamt of, of one it. you feel tiny yourself apparently uh police symbolizes structure rules power authority and control uh you need to be put you need to put an end to your reckless behavior God, you are out of control <laughs> but Daniel. i feel like I to feel specify like- really quick they did not have Disney Cop <laughs> specifically in the, what, on the website. Did you look? Yes. Disney Cop. Disney Cop. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, the way they're interpreting these things on this website are, it's too much work. Like, it's telling you these are all the things you still need to do in your life. Like, that means you need to do this. Whereas I view dreams more of like, it's the dream itself is filling the hole that's in your life. Like, can it just be your like, brain you is just to, making up crap? Well, I'm just well, saying, I think if, that's what it is. Rather but. than saying you need to do this, I interpret it as the dream is actually fulfilling that part of your life right then that you need uh, fulfilled. Okay. So you don't need to get up and put things on your to-do list because you just took care of them while you were sleeping and dreaming. Bit my you know, so like psychologically, your dream, is yeah, your dream like psychologically filled those whole those gaps in your life. So stealing a cookie indicates you are letting trivial matters and minor problems annoy you, and a stolen car indicates that you are being stripped of your identity. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mayor stole my identity. <laughs> so, so uh, in a nutshell. I got some things to work through. <laughs> I have a feeling every dream <laughs> is going to basically suggest that you have some problems that you need to work through. I feel like this dream more or less puts me in like a spot where it's like, you know, you thought you had all grown up. You think you know, you know, or you think you know a lot, but you really have no idea. Yeah. You're just still trying to figure out life, which is probably true for all of us. <laughs> true so all right well that's that that is number five that is dream puzzle or puzzling dream sorry we got off on so many tangents hopefully you're able to follow along um we'll try and keep them a little bit shorter next time 
until he, we get to the really long dreams. I don't know. They're coming. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, thank you guys for listening to Q Code. Uh, as always, uh, we've we've uh, mentioned going to our website, which is www.qcodepodcast.com. And we will have a section here where we have posted um, this uh, episode or or dream, and you can go in. And since they're the dreams are, all, I mean, this one kind of ended okay. Like you were driving home, and that was that. Um, but if there's any more that you feel like was unresolved and that you wanted to talk about, or you want to write uh, the end of the of the dream and give us a couple of other sentences or paragraphs, feel free to do that. We'd love to see what your imagination can bring up, and we would, uh, you know, hopefully in the future, be able to read some of that on the podcast. So. And also, there is a chance we may just take all these dreams and compile them into like some type of a book or something in the future. If that is something that you would be interested in, uh, in having, let us know. Give us comments on whether you think that would be a good idea, and we might do it. Because we will publish a yeah, book of Danny's dreams. Exactly. <laughs> So, uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening. This is Q Code Podcast with Travis, Danny, and Alan. We'll see you next time.